Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jordan, your lender buddy. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I wish didn't have to be brought up, but it's a matter of those who are already in a home, not able to make their payments. Because as real estate professionals, our job is to educate people on what the benefits are, how to be able to create wealth, how to get into homes and real estate and use that for your advantage. It's an incredible, powerful tool that we've seen dramatically transform people's lives for generations. Unfortunately, for a number of reasons, that can also go awry. Whether it's bad lending practices or legislation that allows for people to get into opportunities they really shouldn't be in. Or whether it's particular homeowners biting off more than they can chew and not knowing where their own budgets are. Or it could be completely outside events, medical expenses, or you have family situations that make it so that what used to be doable just isn't doable anymore. So now you're in an issue where you may not be able to make those payments. So because of that, as professionals, I want us to be able to be prepared to help our clients in all situations, even if it's unfortunately one of not being able to make those payments anymore, so that you are aware what the options are. So we're going to walk through, if you or somebody that you know is in that situation, what are the programs available to help avoid a foreclosure? Because that's the, that's the worst case scenario. If we need it, it is an option. It's there. But let's make that the last resort. So the first options we can go into are, does somebody have the ability to get a new loan? And whether that's a refinance or a home equity line of credit or a personal loan that's not even attached to the house. It's oftentimes lowering those payments, whether they're on the house or not, and consolidating debts can make a huge impact. I remember one client in particular I helped who was a a teacher and he had had his home since the mid-2000s. And this is, at the time I'm talking to him, it's probably 2020, 2021. So this person comes and their interest rates were at a 7% on the first loan, but they also had a second loan at 12%. And this was at a time when interest rates were in the threes. They were also paying a ton of money for car loans and credit cards and a lot of personal debt on top of their mortgage. So by refinancing their home and consolidating all of that debt together, it saved them over $2,000 a month. And mind you, this was not a huge mortgage. This was under about $350,000 for a mortgage. But by doing that, it gave them the ability to free up so much cash flow to be able to plan for retirement. And if they put that cash back into the house, what would have taken another 13 years to pay off could now be paid off in less than six years with the same payments they'd been making. So huge opportunities for relief by consolidating debts in some of those cases. That can also depend on the amount of equity you have or your credit score. You know, If you've already been missing payments, you might not qualify for that anymore. So next option after trying to get a new loan would be Selling personal items, vehicles, downsizing your lifestyle. This is one that's painful because it impacts the way that we're living. We're having to give up something, whether it's dirt bikes, motorcycles, an RV, a trailer, 
a jet ski, you know, things that provide us a lot of joy, those fun things that whether they have a loan on them or not, if it can help give us some extra capital, then we can use that to help meet those payment obligations. And as far as downgrading your lifestyle, this is something really difficult because most people, as they gain income, they also increase their lifestyle in proportion or more than offsetting their increase in income. Of course, the counter to that is as you gain an income, make sure that you're not changing your lifestyle or you're only changing it slightly so that you're increasing the amount that you put aside into your savings, into your investments, into your rainy day funds. At this point, probably already too late for that. So by decreasing your lifestyle, you can talk with a good financial advisor that can help with this. If you're not already familiar with your budget and what your income and your expenses are and what areas you can actually change, it doesn't have to be as painful as you think. Some things might be though. And so having somebody on your side that can help you go through without the emotion you're facing is a great option. So get connected with a a phenomenal financial advisor if you don't already have one. And that can be of a resource for you with clients needing that. Next up, it's going to be looking at pulling money from savings or retirement. This could be a 401k. This could be an IRA. There are a number of different accounts out there. If you know mutual funds, stocks that you've individually invested, especially right now with where the market's at, people are hesitant to pull because they'd be selling at a loss. You know, the markets are down pretty significantly right now. So the idea of pulling money out of those isn't something that you want to do too early. But if it means the difference between making your mortgage payments, being able to avoid going into foreclosure, something you want to look into. And many of those programs will have exceptions, meaning that you can take a withdrawal without the typical penalties that you might face under ordinary circumstances. A 401ks in particular usually come with some kind of a program where you can take a loan against your own money and use that for whatever you want without getting taxed, without getting hit with penalties on a regular withdrawal. Now, there is a payment associated with that. So this would go into consolidating debt to make sure you're you're still saving more cash flow than you're spending for that loan. But the nice part is, depending on the company, you can usually either suspend loan payments or know that those loan payments are going back into your own account. So again, check with your particular program to know if that might be an option. But if you have those, make sure that you're considering that if it means avoiding further options, if it means avoiding default on your loan. Next one up, forbearance. This one became very common. I mean, people now know what this is. It's been around for quite a while, but COVID made this more popular as mortgage forbearance was written into the CARES Act as something you didn't need to provide any proof of. So whether it's that mortgage forbearance or whether it's a standard one that virtually every servicer will have, you might need to qualify for it. You might need to provide some kind of documentation. But forbearance is essentially putting your mortgage payments on hold until you're able to get back on your feet. This is a temporary measure. Depending on the loan servicer and the program, there may be some credit consequences as a result. It could hurt your credit score a bit. So again, as we're getting further along in these options, they're going to hit your credit um, a bit more. So the further down this list we go, the more it's going to hurt. The next one, if you are already behind on your payments or you know that you're getting close to that, is you can also look at external assistance programs. One in particular is the Oregon Homeowner Assistance Fund. 
This is a fund that was designated with a particular amount of money after COVID. So if you meet certain requirements, and that's being under a certain income limit for the area, there are several programs available for past due payment relief or ongoing payment relief where you may be able to have some supplemental income, some supplemental provision through these funds to help you make those payments if you're behind or likely to get behind with your income under a certain amount. So again, that's just one of several that are out there. Next up would be a loan modification. Now, a loan modification is when you negotiate with your loan servicer, the company you're already making your mortgage payments to. When they look at modification, oftentimes what they'll do is they'll separate your loan and they'll say, we will take, call it $100,000. Set that aside so that you don't make payments on it. You're going to owe it and it's going to accrue interest, but you only have to make payments on the remaining part of your balance without that 100000 So it lowers your payments on what you normally have to pay. They don't do this for free, mind you. Again, that balance is still owed. They're not forgiving it. It's still building interest up on it, but it lowers your payments so that you can stay in the home and eventually get into a better spot where you can refinance or you can pay it off. Note that doing a loan modification usually does impact your credit score as well. And depending on the type of loan you do, there might be waiting requirements where you can't get a loan for a certain period after doing a loan modification. So it's not something to go into lightly, but it is something to be aware of for you or clients in that situation to know what's available. Next one is going to be if you have the equity, you can't make the payments, is you can look at selling your home. Obviously, if you sell your home, you might be in a worse situation as far as payments go because getting another home loan, interest rates are higher than where they've likely been if you already have a home now. So there's a number of drawbacks. You're going to face closing costs. You're going to have selling fees. But if selling your home means that you're able to get some capital, you're able to get some money to pay off other debts and go into a situation where maybe you're renting or living with family, it can help you to reset your lifestyle, help you to reset some of your expenses with that capital and not have an obligation of a mortgage hanging over you. So that one's still on the table. Don't don't wait too long on doing that. I've seen, unfortunately, sellers get in a situation where they need to sell quickly because they're running out of money to be able to make their mortgage payments. And if you put yourself in that spot, if you put your pressure on yourself to have to sell very, very quickly, it can lead to some very poor decisions or selling your home for less than you might otherwise get if you give yourself a longer time frame. It also adds a lot of stress. So knowing that that is an option, if you need to use it, get into it sooner than later. Next one is going to be bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, there are a couple of different versions of it. The basics are a chapter 7 versus a chapter 13. Chapter 7 is a complete liquidation. And if you have a home, this likely would include selling your home and selling other assets to be able to completely discharge your debts as well as whatever capital you had available. And in chapter 13, this is going to be a repayment plan. So it essentially works similar to a loan modification, but rather than just having a modification on your mortgage, can also modify your payments with all of your creditors at the same time. Know that this is with medical debt. It can be credit card debt, car loans. It can be a mortgage to where you do agree to repay over a certain period of time, usually anywhere from three to five years. And the terms of that repayment are going to allow you to get into better standing with 
relief from creditors during that time. So again, knowing these options, knowing the different types of bankruptcy if you needed to get into it so that you can advise your clients accordingly. Next one after that's going to be a short sale. A short sale is a situation where you're not able to sell the home and pay it off in full, pay the mortgage off in full. We haven't seen a whole lot of these lately just because home values have been going up so quickly that virtually everybody had equity, had a lot of equity. It was almost impossible to get into a situation where you could sell it for less than you owed on it. Now with the market slowing down, especially some major markets throughout the country, some of the ones that had gone up the most, now going down the most, this is a very real reality again. Not for the majority of people, but certainly something to be on your radar. And so if you're not able to sell your home for as much as you owe on it, then you can approach the bank and negotiate and see if they'll agree to sell it or allow you to sell it for less than the amount owed. Short sale is going to impact your credit, same with bankruptcy up above, So by doing that, it's a very long and lengthy process. If you're not familiar with this as a realtor, as a a real estate agent, don't go into this lightly. There are people who specialize in these programs, and I would recommend, you know, I've, I've seen some of the best realtors that I know who are just aware that they're not familiar with this program, partner up with another agent who is very familiar with it to ensure a better experience because the only thing short in a short sale is the amount that the bank takes for the mortgage. I've seen these take months and there are some horror stories out there. And then the last one after short sale would be a full-on foreclosure. A foreclosure is going to discharge the mortgage debt, any second liens you have on it, and take back the home. It's going to have the longest waiting period before you can get a new mortgage of any other loan type or any other of these programs. So it's not something to go into lightly. But even in that situation, foreclosure is an option. If you've exhausted all of your other options and this is the only thing left, it's still an option. And at the end of the day, you need to make sure that for you or for your clients, they recognize This is another step in a journey. It's not the end of that journey, and it's a step they probably wish they didn't have to take. But it's there for a reason, to be able to exhaust that debt, help them to turn the page in their story, be able to start fresh and know that it's not permanent. You can still buy a home again. This isn't a mark that's going to be on your record forever. And hopefully being able to learn the lessons from whatever situation they were in and come out of that stronger in the end. Because going through a situation where you can't make your payments, it's incredibly embarrassing. There's a lot of pride in that situation, so it's difficult to ask for help to go through these options. So if you know somebody that's going through a situation where they need help on their payments, bedside manner is so incredibly important. You want to respect people's dignity, respect their pride, let them know their options, and just have that real little reminder. This isn't the end. This is just a step along that journey. And down the road, we can get you into a better situation as a result. Everything changes. And right now, it just wasn't meant to be. So again, a situation we hope never to find ourselves or our clients in. But it's so important to know the options when they come up. So that if you have somebody that comes to you or that you're aware of is 
having difficulty making those payments, you can walk them through some of these options and hopefully prevent it from getting any worse than it already is. I know that this is providing incredible amount of value. So as always, please be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Pass this along to your team. Share it with somebody that you care about. Make sure that they're aware. And let's continue to elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, branch manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303, company NMLS 1770599, equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.